Welcome to Needle Jig Podcast Season 1, Episode 4 with Aaron Williams from TACCOM. Hey guys, it's Mark again. You all know me from Needle Jig and the video interviews I do on YouTube. You know I love to talk to creative people. And more than creative people, I love my nerds and geeks. And let me tell you, Aaron Williams is about as nerdy and geeky as they come. So we had a great time together. If you're a professional tattooer or aspiring tattooer, I'm hoping you're enjoying these podcasts. Now, when I say Aaron is a nerd, I mean that with the highest respects and nerd in all caps, because this guy is, well, he enjoys writing code. And in doing so, he has created some kick-ass technology for the tattoo industry and revolutionized power supplies. So check it out. Thanks again to all you longtime Needle Jig customers and clients and dear friends. We really do appreciate and love the additional support, continued support you give us. And we'll keep going to whatever lengths we have to to earn that trust. So let's talk tattoo with Mr. Aaron Williams. Hey guys, it's Mark here. I am sitting here with Mr. Aaron Williams, who is the inventor, creator, founder, partner in TATCOM, which is a new tattoo power supply company. Actually, I think he refers to it more of an electronic speed control um, because it does a lot more than just supply power to your uh, your tattooing machine. It's uh, it's cool. It's innovative, and I think it's the next step in the future of tattooing. And it's going to make your job a little bit easier as long as you're willing to let it. So here's Aaron. Hello. I'm going to shut up for a minute here and let him give you the uh, brief synopsis of uh, of the device and what it does. Thanks, Mark. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is our electronic speed control power supply, and. Uh, I guess calling it a power supply might be a little misleading because like Mark was hinting at, it does a lot more than just supply power to your tattoo machine. Um, it is built to run a brushed rotary machine as consistent as humanly possible. Um, We're doing that through a few years of research into algorithms um, and other procedures like our calibration routine using our calibration cartridges. Some new things that nobody's really been doing before that allow us to control these machines uh, with an unbelievable level of precision. Um, so we've come up with just some things like a calibration cartridge which goes into your standard machine it allows our power supply to link up with a sensor that's actually embedded right underneath the the screen there um, and read exactly what this machine's doing we use this information to calibrate um, to this machine and tune our algorithms to know exactly how much extra juice to give it when it's bogging, how much juice to take away when it's over speed. Um, and this power supply is calculating 500 times a second exactly what to do um, to maintain the speed that you want out of your machine. So I don't know if that's a very good beginning description. Well, it 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 it, it kind of gets the point across a little bit. So now the calibration device there, each machine 
gets its own separate calibration. So, because each one is, uh, well, it's like us. Each, 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 we're all humans, but we're each a little bit different and have our own idiosyncrasies. Or when it comes to a machine, uh, each motor is going to be a tiny bit different. Uh, the manufacturing process is going to leave tolerance, uh, variance in tolerance. So, um, you could buy two machines identical at the same time and one may need an extra tenth of a volt or exactly. two at any given point in time and this is kind of like electronic fuel control for a car yeah no yeah like <laughs> like your cruise control um okay and uh, some of the older viewers might remember in older cars um you know, older trucks, let's say, with a, you know, you put a trailer, you start to load the bed up with a bunch of weight. Then you start hitting some uh, terrain with some hills. Where normally with those early day cruise controls, even if you loaded your truck up to the maximum weight, it's going to do a fairly good job at regulating on flat ground and holding the speed that you want. Mm -hmm. Now you start going up and down some steep hills, and as soon as you get to the uphill, your truck's going to slow down below. Say you have your cruise set at 60. At 60. Mm -hmm. You're going to slow down to 55. And then you hit the top of the hill and you hit going downhill. Then right. you go up to 65. And then it's... Well, that was moderating uh, the fuel flow, not the uh, the actual speed. Yep, yep. So what you're doing is you're not moder You're not just setting a voltage. You're moderating the voltage. You're, 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 you're taking feedback from the machine exactly. and your system just makes life easy so if i understand this right i'm set up i'm tattooing on the arm here and i'm out here on the thicker skin and as i progress around to the thinner skin my machine is not just jackhammering on the thinner skin the voltage will lessen automatically and maintain the same amount of uh, punctures per second. Cycles per second, correct. Cycles per second, yeah. okay. So yeah, it will uh, automatically compensate, like you're saying, for varying skin conditions, uh, going from a thinner to a thicker, a softer to a tougher skin, um, changing a cartridge out from a liner to a, a big shader, um, any kind of changing load on the machine, down to like this axis, Valhalla has an adjustable stroke mechanism. That's mm -hmm. also a, a, a smaller stroke is going to require uh, less power to drive. Right. Um, so you can actually see that when you run um, something as simple as popping a cartridge in and out of a machine. This machine's not recommended to do it, so I wouldn't. But uh, right, not yeah. while it's running. Um, but yeah, you can you can take a cartridge out and you'll see that normally your machine's going to go over speed because it's this resistance of the membrane's no longer there. Right. Um, so we're going to drop however much. And some machines, depending on the motor that's in it, is going to be a lot more than others. It's not just a universal, oh, we take half a bolt away. Right. We do this, we do that. It's not one size fits all. Yeah, so you're going to see machines with these real beefcake motors on them that really, you know, are they, they got that grunt behind them, and mm -hmm. they're not going to take very much. I mean, you might see a tenth, you would be lucky to see a tenth of a volt. Mm -hmm. Even with a big needle grouping like a 27 mag or something, wow. where you go to like a Dragonfly or some of these uh, machines that are trying to become more compact and, and, and such, they're putting smaller motors on them. Those smaller motors don't have the torque. Right. That's, that's, that's the 
as a, as a machine builder, it's the, 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 the trying to find that balance between yeah. uh, motor size and, and, and torque and power. And that's exactly it. It's the compromise of you want that torque and power to be able to have that, you know, push those needle groupings, but also you don't want to make your machine too heavy and you got to keep in mind the balance mm -hmm. and other things that the artists are looking for. So it's kind of a compromise where, um, you know, you guys have put the big motors on, you guys got to put the small motors on, you got guys in between and, uh, you know, artists that are using these machines and trying to communicate with each other. Oh, you've got X, Y, and Z machine and you run them at you know, five, eight, and nine volts, and I've got, you know, mm -hmm. these machines, and I'm running at this voltages, so everybody's talking voltages, but it's kind of arbitrary when, when what you're saying, I could take two axis Bahalas that were built right behind each other and potentially hook them up and, and you know, document their speed, and there's going to be not a huge, it's not going to be like one's running double the speed as the other, but, you know, it could be several percentage Right. Points of error there. Yeah. Well, a lot of tattooers don't understand it's not one size fits all when it comes to voltage or whatnot. You know, it's like people ask me a lot too. It's like, you know, hey, are your needles long taper? I don't know, man. Show me a ruler that has long anywhere <laughs> on it as a, as, as a measurement. It just doesn't exist. Yeah, so yeah. Um, more into the specifics. Okay. So, I mean, we met about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and you started to explain to me what you were trying to do mm -hmm. and me being sort of the engineer nerd geek or whatever I you know I kind of fell in love with the concept right away uh, I'm slightly disappointed it took you this damn long to get it going but I also know you're a perfectionist and yes. you I even was trying to encourage you to put it on the market a little sooner and just just get it out there and and you uh, fought me every step of the way <laughs> and but now we're we're here they're live they're on the site uh, they can be bought, um, and I'm excited for you because you're practically homeless <laughs> after giving up almost everything to get to this. This guy has dedication like you wouldn't believe, so uh, you, can, you, you can feel good about getting in his corner and supporting him because I can tell you this, he won't let you down. Um, solid guy. Okay, so back to the, the, the power supply. Electric electronic speed control unit. Um, this is also Bluetooth, right? It does right. some fancy newfangled, you know, astro jet propulsion physics stuff. No? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd push it that far, but it does have Bluetooth. Okay. Um, so what does the Bluetooth provide for the user? So the Bluetooth adds several features. Um, the main being that it, it gives us the ability to push new firmware updates to okay. this unit in the future. So we don't have to take uh, you know units back to plug them into a programmer to potentially fix a bug. Uh, you know, with our mach our manufacturer specific machine calibration list, if I want to add a machine to the calibration list, I could do that through a remote software update. Um, so it makes things a lot more maintainable for us, especially being this is a new technology. And while it has been under development for two years and the core software is pretty proven, you know, there's always... Well, nobody knows where the future takes you, so you want to you wanna be prepared for that. Okay. And uh, so somebody gets this and 
you decide to add a new feature or firmware update or upgrade or whatever, they can just sync it with their phone or yep. their computer if they have Bluetooth in their computer. Uh, right or... now, the map, the app is only available on mobile. Okay. So Android and iOS and tablets. Um, there isn't a PC app available right now. I've been looking into potentially, but I wouldn't hold breath on it. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> more, more people have uh, phones than PCs. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's awesome. And you were talking to it yes. earlier when you were like like setting it up and updating the firmware because this one just, this is one of the first that we got as a shipment and uh, there was a firmware update uh, available for it and he did it earlier and he was talking to it and I was I was curious about that and uh, like fill us in. Let, let me know what the capabilities are. Where, do, where does the voice uh, acknowledgement end of it? So yeah, the voice control um, is basically through your phone. The power supply really is it, not capable of voice control on its own. Ah. Now when you're paired with an app, um, or with the app, you can submit voice commands to change you know, voltage settings or speed settings or your basic, uh, basic commands like that. So it is Star Trek-y. Yeah, and we've actually done it in a way where on the on the phone itself, um, you can actually touchlessly activate the machine as well. Hmm. So there's a there's a sensor in your in your phone. Actually we could see if we can connect to this right right now and demonstrate this. Uh oh. <laughs> Live experiment guys, be you prepared. Know, you know they never go right. <laughs> so as long as this guy is on, which it is. Disaster in three, two, one. We'll make sure to put a cartridge in here. Okay, okay. so we are connected now. So right. let me turn my. I don't know if the, uh, this machine's in the frame or not. Or it's all good. so Ooh. yeah, you could do a double swipe to activate, start, and stop the machine. And then you can do a hover, set the volts, 5.3. Still seeing 6.0. Setting voltage oh, to 5.3 volts. Damn! <laughs> uh, and it's, it's pretty smart too. So right now, calibrated is a Valhalla. And... Uh, I know right now in the machine settings that it's set up that the Valhalla is set up with a maximum voltage of 14 volts. Then you can preset that in there so you don't accidentally burn up an expensive piece of equipment. One of the benefits of the manufacturer-specific calibration we have is that that information is actually, if, if we have your machine in here, mm -hmm. we already have the maximum voltage it's supposed to operate at. So when you calibrate oh. it, it automatically loads that in as awesome. a safeguard. And if somebody has a machine that let's say you don't have preloaded is there a custom setting or adjustment they could do yes when you go and you calibrate an unknown machine the first thing that it's going to ask you before it goes into calibration is what is the maximum operating voltage this machine is allowed for and then during the calibration and afterwards it's going to limit to make sure that you can't go okay. over that to damage i'm willing to bet you 80 percent of the tattooers out there don't know what their maximum voltage is so uh you guys need to contact your manufacturers your machine builders and find that out because uh yeah <laughs> don't go burning up good stuff but uh that is that is super cool um now with the voice commands does it have to be 
you know, like you stated it, or exactly. can you, can I mean, you just can say, say something like, like, turn it up and hurt this yeah, fucker? I mean, like... Excuse me. Oops, sorry. <laughs> hey, do you think you could set the voltage to, like, 18 volts? Oh, no. It didn't like that one. How many volts you want, bro? I want 19.6 volts. Nineteen point six is greater than the maximum permitted voltage of fourteen volts. So yeah, I mean it's it's natural language processing, so it's not that you have to say exactly. Okay, what. that's and, cool. And if you notice there, that was actually. Uh, I would have the responses different. Like, what are you <laughs> cracked? You know, I, I did, and then we decided we would be kind of nice, like more professional. Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> Sixteen volts? Are you trying to kill somebody? Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's got follow-up as well, so like right there, like, uh, can you change the voltage? How many volts you want, bro? So it's going to ask me how many, vo how many volts I want. I don't have to say that I want voltage again, because it already knows that I requested that, so now I can just say something like 6.2. And it should automatically know I was asking for a voltage and say I'm setting. setting voltage to 6.2 volts. Hmm. So. A little bit of a delay. Is that something that uh, can be overcome in the future, you think, a little bit? Or is it just, it just take a certain amount of time to cycle and process? Or Yeah, right now um, I can take about a second of the delay off. Um, but I, there's some issues with it uh, cutting off early in the listening and Okay. It's really right now just trying to make sure that you're done talking. Okay. So about a second and a half of that is just making sure like, okay, he's done talking. Because if you listen, it waits about that and then it does the chime and then it's it's fairly quickly to send out and get processed. Yeah, okay. but then it's sort of instantaneous at that point. Yeah. yeah and uh, just like the transcription, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. Even when you use your Siri or use other, other uh, voice control like that. I hate Siri. <laughs> We opted not to use it. You know, a lot of people ask if we were going to do the Siri integration with the iPhone. Mm -hmm. well, one thing is Siri isn't on Android. We're cross-platform. I've only asked Siri for like three things in my entire life, and she's not gotten one right. So I just, uh, I, I, I just turned her off. She's just, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, it's, it's more of a, if we were sitting here and I was tattooing with this power supply right now, and you're sitting in my room, you could potentially say, hey, Siri, do this. Right. And there's nothing... St now, with the, the system that we've, uh, you know, incorporated this, is you actually have to get close to my phone and have mm -hmm. physical access to get over this sensor. Right. Right. But without touching it, it's still hands-free yep, for yep, yep. sanitary purposes. Now, the hands-free is only on phones right now. Mm -hmm. um, tablets do not have the right type of sensor in them to be able to de detect a wave like that. So that is something to be aware of, is that if you're a tablet-only user, that that isn't going to be something. Tim Cook, get on that. <laughs> Bring that shit up to date. But, uh, um, sorry, my hearing aids are ringing right now because somebody's calling me. And Bluetooth, it's, it's, it's annoying me, so I'm going to kill that. Um, I, I love that feature, but I also hate that feature. Um, okay. Trying to wrap my head around this because, you know, like I said, I had a, I had a basic idea of, of what it did. Um, 
what else is in there? I mean, it's 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 cool. It's, There's a lot in that little box. I mean, and I almost too much to list. I mean, really, <laughs> we've been trying to just not overwhelm people with all the little bells and whistles in there because you, if you're on board with the speed control, that's what you're buying. That's what you want this tool for. It's not so you can say voice commands. It's not so that right you can wave over your phone and turn it on and off. It's that that consistency is really going to change the way that you tattoo and that you don't want to go back to doing it the way before because it's, you know, you feel the improvement. Yeah, it's like anything else. You know, once you get a car with uh, heated seats and heated steering wheel in the northeast here, you don't want to freeze you anymore. You don't <laughs> want another one here uh, without it. But, um, okay, but there's a bunch of other things, but the, the, the critical thing is the speed control. Yeah. So now... Presets? Are there presets? Yes. So there are. You could say shade, color pack, or is it is a voice control presets, or is that by voltage only? There's uh, two different modes of operation per machine. You can do speed mode, mm -hmm. and you can do voltage mode. Um, so in speed mode, I think this is still up. Right now we're in voltage, so we have 6.2 volts DC displayed large. Um, and then the the speed down here, which when you start it, is actually going to be 50 hertz or so at 6.2 volts. And that's the actual speed now. So that number okay. is fluctuating. This number is the, the larger number is going to be your commanded number. Okay. So that's... One drives the... One is, one is a master, one is a slave. Essentially, yeah. Okay. So now if we switch over and go back into speed mode, now we see the big numbers in hertz and the small numbers in volts. Right, because the volts are going to change in order to maintain yeah, that speed. I mean, if, I, if I reach in here and load that down... Okay, so the, the voltage is increasing to maintain the speed. But the speed volts. is not flinching. Yeah, I mean, I mean do, will, will that fluctuate within like one cycle up or down? Or I mean, where does that... What tolerance is in there? I'm trying to watch that while you do that and you can't bog that thing down. I'm nerding out right now. Now, let's see. If I set this to 10.3 volts in, in voltage mode, so now it's running the same speed, but... Okay, so now, yeah, now I can see, you see the, so the hertz is dropping. So, so, that, so voltage mode is what we've all been doing forever in a day. Mm -hmm. And speed mode is the uh, latest and greatest technology That's to uh, hit our illustrious field. That's it. That is super cool. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Now that you finally got this one on the market, now I'm going to ask you what you got coming next. Because like, you know, is it going to be another three year wait? No, no. So we're actually uh, we have prototypes right now that are that are going out this week. So in the next several weeks, we should have uh, our production prototypes for the wireless pedal that pairs okay. with this. I did see that on the, on the site. I knew it wasn't available yet, but well, I think that you might have seen it uh, two years ago. We did have a three D printed functional. You know, the code has been written and all that. It's just been something we've kind of put on the back burner until we can get. This 100%, but as of right now, everything is kind of there to tie up. So it's just come up with the final production design and get it out. And we're hoping to have that done, uh, you know, okay. probably end of the 
end of the spring, early summer. I'm curious. I'm not a foot pedal guy anymore. Mm -hmm. Once I once I got a power supply that was allowed me just to, to touch on and off or whatever because um, I I don't know. Foot pedals are a pain in the butt. Um, personally, my leg, my hip, my everything. You know, 20 plus years of sitting there, one toe cocked up in the Slipping air on a regular basis. Um, never realized it was so uncomfortable until. I wasn't doing it anymore, so, but I know there's just tons of people that still absolutely love them and are passionate about them, and, and, and also like, uh, uh, not the momentary, but the on and off aspect of a foot pedal, um, like with my other name brand power supply that I currently use, um, you could set it up to where you touch the pedal to turn it on and touch the pedal to turn it off, but it was still corded, mm -hmm. so... I like that aspect of it because then I don't need to be anywhere near my power supply with a, you know, a dirty finger. Yeah. Um, so that that's nice too. Um, so that'll be ready soon. Yeah. Like I said, the uh, the software is all done. We've already had prototypes working and demonstrated them working. Um, so it's basically just coming up with a, a production design right now, which we've changed from using a standard switch i'll say okay so you know pretty much every pedal out there uh today is using uh some kind of micro switch or some standard yeah. just open close just contact open close contact yep um we are going into uh more of a sensor type than a switch than just a plain jane switch okay which allows us to Tell how far displaced the pedal Proximity is. Proximity sweat sensors. Something like Ooh, that. throttles. So uh, <laughs> right now we're just we're sticking very very simple with that concept, and um, we've kind of created the light press and hard press mm -hmm. with the pedal. So with the hard press, if you press the pedal all the way down, it's going to get you a normal machine activation. If you're pedal maintain is switched to on like you were describing you push the pedal down you let it go and your machine's got to run until you do that and switch it off again if your pedal maintain is set to off you have to press and hold the pedal for as long as you want to run it um i don't even have one yet can i make a product recommendation sure what about a sequence like like sort of something like uh one click is lining, two clicks is color packing, three clicks is uh, shading. So sort of like a voltage control. How about, but, how about we do one better on Oh, you're already ahead of me on this, yeah. huh? So Make me look like a fool live in front kind of, of people. Kind of the same thing <laughs> as you can activate through the phone through the Bluetooth. So you can do a double swipe to turn the machine on and off. Mm -hmm. And then you can hold and say a voice command. You get the same functionality out of the pedal. So not only can you turn the machine on and off, you can do a light press for three seconds, and if the app is connected, it's going to start listening for a voice command. So ah. your phone can be sitting way over yonder. You don't have to be anywhere near it. You can be tattooing. Just tap your pedal for a couple seconds and shout in the direction of your phone and get that voltage that you want or that preset that you want or without having to remember any press and hold or this hmm. and that. All right. Well... You already gave it some thought. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> That's why, you know, I, I have great admiration for you because I know, uh, well, one, you're a total freaking nerd and uh, and uh, a perfectionist, which are two things that I 
really do appreciate in other entrepreneurs is uh, is the drive, uh, the 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 the. I won't even say desire, the need to succeed. That's I mean, that's need. just, that's just, that is awesome. So anything else you want to tell us about this? Uh, show the little uh, swivel giggy oh, yeah, thing, yeah. stuff like this. I mean, this is, this is your moment to give people a basic introduction of, uh, of the key features of your fine product. So we'll get back onto the uh, presets that you're asking about. Because um, I don't think we ever got into that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you get five. You can save up to five machines in here. We call them machine banks. Okay. Um, so that's actually a calibration bank. So you can calibrate five individual machines and save them into the menu here. Each calibration bank actually has its own presets and settings. So. Every time you exit back to the main screen, your set points in both voltage and speed mode and the subsequent five presets that you get in each of those is each specific to each bank. Okay. So it's a... I'm following along. Yeah, I wish I had another machine here, um, but we'll say like this Valhalla is in bank one. And if you look, you can see that we have Valhalla in bank one. And we have empty banks and all the rest of them because this machine, this power supply is brand new and hasn't been set up. So let's say I wanted to come in here and set up, you know, whatever machine I grab here, inject a uh, flight nano, and then I can run the calibration. And if it succeeds, that machine would now be set up in bank two. So I could have my injecta set to run at 80 hertz and my Valhalla set to run at 90 hertz and have a different set of presets for each one of them, because I might use them for different things. Right. Um, so it's very... Voice command gets you to swap between machine to machine, too, or is that just mostly for voltage or speed control? I could do some voice commands in there. I hadn't right now. Um, right before we launched, I had just pushed to update. Actually, I think it was shortly after the launch, was or the app was live, I pushed to update that uh, now allows you to calibrate so you can run a machine calibration and you can do all this, we call it a port mapping. Mm -hmm. Is you have five machine banks that you can calibrate and store, but you also have two outputs. Right. So you have to have a way to take those five and map it to the two and be able to say, I want to take machine number five and put it on output port number one or vice versa and you know manage that. So mm. you can do that both through this unit. That's That's the other nice thing is that we have taking a lot of time to design this so that the app is not a requirement. Right. Okay. You can do all that stuff through the power supply without first. Without getting without near your app. phone. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. I just think it would be like if you got the two jacks, so you say you have one machine you prefer for lining and one you prefer for shading and color packing, and without having to touch anything, you know, just give the little voice command as to, you know, uh, uh, Valhalla or Neotap or FK or, you know, see, there's a product suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to overcomplicate your world and make you lose more sleep. Uh, calling out by name like that could be a, a challenge. Um, well, even but, uh, bank one, bank two, bank three. Yep, yep. Something simple, but... Uh, yeah, I had uh, before the, you know, our, our first version was a single output. We got a lot of people requesting, hey, man, it'd be really nice to have 
be able to drive two machines on it because we had two quarter inch ports on the actual hardware it was just one was for a pedal and one was for a machine mm -hmm. so that's last several months several months before uh, we launched there was really a push to uh get that wrapped up and have a dual output you can't drive two machines at the same time it's not that's a good thing <laughs> not tailored to you know hey here's one power supply for two artists right but you can easily calibrate and swap between multiple machines so if you're using yeah, without you know, grabbing cords and swapping exactly, and exactly. bloody contamination. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, any other features that you haven't discussed yet, or uh... Uh, we could touch on some security stuff. Um, this... Security stuff. Yeah. That brings up an idea or question or whatever. Um, the Bluetooth thing. I know it's all pretty. You have to have it all really secure and stuff like this, or whatever, too. But like, say you're in a big convention hall. Mm -hmm. um, how many simultaneous signals can be going out there at once without the potential of interference from somebody else? As many as you could fit in the building. Okay. Adequate answer? Yep. Nice. Um, so we fall under Bluetooth standards. We use a Bluetooth standard pairing, um, which is a numeric comparison. You'll notice when you first connect the power supply, it's going to present a six-digit code on the power supply and on your phone. That's to verify that they're both talking to each other, and that's right. So that's something you might already be familiar with, pairing your phone with your car, mm -hmm. your TV, or something else like that. So that, that falls under the Bluetooth standard of, uh, of security. We've gone an extra level and added application layer uh, security as well. So we have certain things like you could go and download an app, the app, but you can't connect to a unit until you're the registered owner of it. Hmm. So once you are registered, I can't go and connect to Mark's power supply until I transfer that registration. Somebody steals your junk, they can't use it? They can not connect with the app in that case. Uh, we do have more security there that would prevent them from using it. And that's... Hmm. Uh, I like that idea. I just love to screw with thieves. So yeah, if you go in the menu to the lock screen, um, we actually will let you set a six-digit pin. Nice. So the six-digit pin will, as soon as you remove power and plug it back in, you'll be prompted to enter the pin before it will unlock. You get five five attempts to unlock the device. If you fail, then it goes into a permanent lock where it's going to generate a code that you will have to supply to uh, to us, and we can generate that code. But, but you're not going to give out the code until you know you're dealing with the... Registered user. Awesome! But we, you don't have to contact us because if you're the registered user, you just go on the website and enter that code in your... Okay, in your, so you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. Monday yeah. morning to use your and stuff. Say, okay, he's registered, he owns it, go ahead and unlock it. Okay. Yep. So. Awesome. So each one of these is serial numbered, pass-coded, mm -hmm. super secure... Uh, no purpose in the world for a thief to steal it. That's awesome. And like you said with the convention, you know, we consider this a medical device. Um, you know, it's doing a procedure, um, you know, when you're tattooing, when somebody's tattooing a client, and the possibility for somebody to get in there and maliciously connect at a convention, uh, say a disgruntled employee comes outside a shop and knows <laughs> somebody's got it, downloads the app and says, I'm gonna jack their voltage to 16 volts, the maximum output, when they're in the middle of a, in the middle of a line. I don't know anybody would do anything like that. I mean, I don't really know anybody that would do anything <laughs> like that either. But you know, um, so yeah, that 
that was something we didn't take very lightly in the development of this and trying to make sure that we had all those bases covered to where um, there's been plenty of companies that have developed wireless tools before. I'll use an example of a Fender uh, released a guitar amp. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the exploit was never, I mean, it wasn't anything like this would have been that could have potentially hurt somebody. But basically, their amplifiers, uh, their new Bluetooth amplifiers, this is while several years back, but didn't have any way to check or to authorize who was connecting. So the potential, let's say, Mark's up on stage playing guitar at the gig and just railing a solo, and then I'm sitting, <laughs> in the, I'm sitting in the crowd, and I'm like, man, I'm really jealous of how good Mark is on the guitar, so I'm just going to go and play Start some, playing Dolly Parton or some shit? You can basically <laughs> hijack their amp and play whatever you wanted over it. With that no, sounds like fun. So it wasn't anything that got really exploited, but it was uncovered by uh, some security researchers. or mm -hmm. you know, so There's always going to be hackers trying to find their way around things. I would, I would like to think nobody's out there trying to hack tattoo power supplies, but... You know, it, it, it's. I mean, you would like to think that nobody's out there trying to hack baby monitors and security okay. cameras and all so, that. But okay, so so back to, to to basics here. You are a tattoo power supply manufacturer at this point in time, but ultimately, you're kind of a technology company. So I mean, yes, this this performs a physical task and and provides a service for tattooers, but I don't think you're going to stop there. I think you are going to try and uh, develop and implement more technology to help the tattooers in the future, right? Yep. This isn't just sort of like a jump out and try and make some money on a stupid electrical box and move on. You, you, you're, you're a tattoo collector and enthusiast and, and, and part of the community. Yep, yep. We definitely have some plans uh, outside of just the power supply mm -hmm. here. Um, Not that I'm trying to pry anything out of here, you know, because it's all top secret. <laughs> no, but there is a, a lot of opportunity uh, for improvement, I feel like, um, in all kinds of areas. And it's really just, like you said, not trying to jump out and take it from looking at it making money. It's trying to look at it as how can we really make a difference and how can we give tools to... I mean, if, if you do that, the value will come from it. Uh, yeah, we, we touched on that earlier on the yeah. drive uh, from the airport and stuff like this, where it's like... Anything that uh, anything you do that's driven by monetary gain is is almost always destined to fail. I mean, if if, if you're just putting the right foot forward and, and 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 truly trying to solve a problem or make something easier and more convenient for others in any given field, uh, you're going to be rewarded. You know, I mean, that's just you know, and not that that's the the goal for doing it, you're providing a service, you're providing something, and, uh, you know, philosophically, it's just, you know, that's the way I think, that's the way I have to think, um, uh, I can make an awful lot more money, uh, even within this industry, just by selling out to anybody, everybody, all that, or whatever, money's, uh, I like money just as much as the next guy, but, I also like to be able to sleep at night, my conscience, which I never had until my wife, but, uh, you know, but uh, now that I have a conscience, I like to keep it at peace, you know. <laughs> uh, so, awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, have a bunch of uh, cool stuff in the works. 
I appreciate you flying all the way up here to have this My conversation. Um, I enjoy your friendship, and I'm pretty sure we're probably going to work with some stuff here uh, moving forward. To uh, I've got ideas, you've got ideas, and uh, I'm sure somewhere along the way they're going to overlap, and, and we'll try and do some cool stuff together. For sure. But... Uh, yeah, anything else you want to plug, hit your website, your Instagram, tell people where they can go and spend your money. Besides me, you can always spend your I mean, money with me. Available at NeedleJig, tatcom.us, our website, at um, tatcom on Instagram. Uh, that's basically it. We use that handle everywhere. Um, I can't really think of too much else here that okay. I want to hit on. Right. Well, if we forgot anything, we'll follow up later, and uh, you know, or as the new developments, the new products come out, or whatever. I'm sure we're going to do this uh, uh, more than once for sure. I guess if we had any questions or anything, any live. Yeah. Do we have any questions? I mean, I don't know if we uh, uh, how well the live is going on out there, but uh, the, the comments are that the sound is working perfectly, but I didn't get any questions. A couple people were happy that the sound was working. Okay. okay, well, I'm glad we got the most people's uh, questions and issues resolved, and uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, always good to see you, sir. For sure. I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your efforts, and uh, yeah, and before we go, you got to do the uh, the whole like, share, and subscribe thing to the, the viewers, so <laughs> you, you got to give them the sales pitch on my behalf. All right, so thank you for watching the Needle Jig live presentation. Make sure to slam that like, share, and subscribe button, and tune in next time with us for some more awesome tattoo talk. I love putting people on the spot.